you know, the, the one thing about Representative Johnson, you have a lot of members of Congress that want to stake out their position on an issue, and they're inflexible, and they 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 only want to stay in that one spot on their issue. Where Representative Johnson is way more concerned about being effective. Welcome to the Louisiana Farm Bureau podcast. I'm Carl Wiggers, and today Avery Davidson joins Brian Bro and Andy Brown from the Louisiana Farm Bureau Commodity Department to talk about the new Speaker of the House of Representatives, Congressman Mike Johnson of Louisiana. Congressman Johnson is a Republican from the 4th District of Louisiana, representing the Shreveport area of the state, but also a lot of agriculture. And in this episode, Brian Bro and Andy Brown break down their working history with him as a member of our delegation in Louisiana. Louisiana, but also his experience working on ag issues that are important to Louisiana farmers and ranchers and rural residents. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Louisiana Farm Bureau podcast. It's my pleasure to have here on the Louisiana Farm Bureau podcast Two of the members of our Commodity and Public Policy Department, Department Head Brian Bro and National Affairs Coordinator Andy Brown, thank you guys for joining us. Yep. Glad to be here. It's always good to have you all around. And let's get to the big news facing Louisiana. Mike Johnson, now Speaker of the House, 4th District Congressman representing what is mostly Northwest and Western Louisiana. Brian, you've worked with him a lot in the past. What are some of the issues you've worked with Congressman Johnson? Well, I tell you what, over the years, uh, he serves on the Judiciary Committee. When we went through uh, Goodlett's immigration reform package a few years ago, Mike was the closest person to the chairman. So we had amazing access to the pro- to the process of that immigration reform package that was pursued. Um, recently, a few years ago, we had an issue that came up where uh, it, we called it the Tommy Arsenault problem. But in Cameron Parish, we had a situation where uh, some of the acres out there had been out of uh production of PLC crops for a number of years, more than five years, because of Hurricane, I think it was Hurricane Rita followed by Hurricane Ida. And as a result, uh, the Corps said that these acres had not been in agriculture for over five years. They lost their prior converted crop acre status. And as a result, uh, we were pursuing an amendment to where if the ground stayed in agriculture, meaning pasture livestock, that you you would maintain your PC status. Well, the amendment to try to keep uh, livestock pasture, as long as it was in ag, the amendment to keep it in ag and keep your PC status was authored by Mike Johnson uh, because he was on the Judiciary Committee. but really, he's taken, he's embraced some issues that did not fall into hit into the committees of jurisdiction. Naturally, he's on the Judiciary Committee. He's on the Armed Services Committee because he's got Barksdale Air Force Base in his backyard. Um, but he has really been a great member to work with. He loves to work issues. You walk in there and you explain to him the issue. You explain to him the solution you would like to pursue. And he's if it's reasonable, he's on board. Uh, some people have tried to paint him as super far right wing. He's way more middle of the road. 
way more middle of the road. And uh, but he is kind of a solution based thinker. And uh, but like I said, in his capacity, when he was uh, on, on the Judiciary Committee, that amendment, we didn't ask him to write it. He took it upon himself to write the amendment, and then we pursued it. That all that amendment went into the Trump approach on WOTUS. So these were some things that he did on crop insurance. Uh, he actually sent a brief over when we were trying to push uh, modifications to sugarcane crop insurance. He read through what our approach was and actually sent a letter to the FCIC board of directors in support of the modifications that we were pursuing. He didn't have to do any of these things. He did it just to try to help other farmers in the state of Louisiana. Uh, he really loves working with Farm Bureau. And Jim Harper, our president, loves meeting with Representative Mike Johnson. Uh, they they struck up an accord and, and, and a conversation every time we go into the office. They love visiting with each other. And so uh, we, we, we've had a very good rapport with Representative Johnson. I really think he's the right recipe to maybe knit the country back together. You know, we have a lot of divisiveness and all, but I, I think his demeanor uh, will lend itself to where we're going to have a better, con uh, you know, better dialogue than what we currently have. And Andy, I know that uh, it wasn't terribly long ago that he received the Friend of Farm Bureau Award, and you arranged for for that presentation. Uh, tell me a little bit about your working with uh, Congressman Johnson and his staff. Yeah, I probably hadn't had the depth of issues that Brian has in his portfolio, but overall, just in what I do in, in the basics of planning some trips and, and planning those kind of things back in the district, the accessibility that we've had uh, with Congressman Johnson is, is right up there at the top of the delegation. Brian's exactly right that he is a uh, a tactician. I mean, he is an attorney, and and also it's important to note that his staff uh, person that he assigns to ag is also a, an attorney. So we really have a great team in that fourth district office when we need some some real insight on that side of the policy work we do. They're a great friend, even when on issues as Brian points out that may not fall in their committee or something they can directly work through the process. They're really good about helping us and other members of the delegation analyze how to get it through the process or what uh, I's to dot and T's to cross. So that's been awesome. But uh, again, on my side of things too, that just the conversations that you have. A lot of times on the Hill, you can have uh, nice conversations, but the depth uh, doesn't, mm -hmm. you know, you don't need a boat paddle. You just, uh, <laughs> you just there to shake hands and kiss babies and move on down the road. It's not that way in Mr. Johnson's office. He really, uh, if, if he has the time and usually takes the time with us face to face, he wants to know the issue if he's going to move on it, vote on it, work on it. And, uh, He's always given us that access. Yeah. When we were talking yesterday, just uh, kind of bandying things around, Brian, you talked about just how sharp he is. I mean, he's he's a real sharp guy. I've interviewed him before. Nice guy, but really, really sharp for he, lack, lack of a better way to put it. No, he is an intellectual. He is he's definitely an intellectual person. He's a constitutional lawyer. That's why he's, I guess he was put on the Judiciary Committee. Uh, but he also has a good rapport with the rest of the delegation. Uh, one time he referred to himself as the Higgins Whisperer, that they were trying to work with Representative Higgins. He said, don't worry, he said Representative Higgins, one of my best friends. He said, we'll talk about it. And he and Representative Gray, you go down the line, he works well with the entire delegation. 
Uh, and I, I just really think that type of uh, demeanor is going to multiply, working it all the way through members of Congress. Is, is, I think it's going to be a good thing. Yeah, and I think that shows I've had both all of us really uh, – Avery, I'm sure even you have had calls and questions kind of, how did this happen? You know, who is Mike Johnson? Where did this come from? But I think, as Brian points out, that recipe that he has of being, I mean, he's a trusted individual from a lot of people. It shows in our little microscope of the Louisiana delegation, but uh, his role in the party, uh, he's been that way. He's just been a person that galvanizes things. And because he has that intellect and, but also has a likability about him. And uh, he he's kind of, up front. He's, he's a little more outspoken or tells you how he's going to go about his business rather than always trying to work you uh, and, and you know, play play the game. He's more uh, out front. And you saw that in his acceptance speech and his, uh, his letter that he put out when he um, threw his name in the hat for speaker. You know, he's been pretty straightforward of what his plan's going to be. And we're really excited that that does include uh, trying to get a farm bill done sometime soon. Uh, that that shows he has an ag district and a very ag heavy district. And uh, he's, he's not shy on that either. I know one of the things that has come up is how junior he is. I mean, he's becoming speaker. I think lowest tenure of anyone who's ever become speaker is one of the things I'd read. Uh, he's in his fourth term. Do you think that helps or hurts in this situation? I've been telling people he's he's the perfect place. He's the perfect blend between old school GOP and new school Trump era uh, Republican Party. Uh, you saw these hardliners, uh, Freedom Caucusers, but it's really even a, a new day in the Freedom Caucus that is this uh, Trump era mentality. Uh, and then, you know, you do have still plenty of the, the old guard, which played itself out here. That's that's why we're where we are at with this whole speaker race. And uh, he has a lot of friends on both sides and just happened to be the one that, you know, came out uh, in in the shake of everything uh, that played to to both sides of that coin. Yeah, and you know the the one thing about Representative Johnson, you have a lot of members of Congress that want to stake out their position on an issue, and they're inflexible, and they 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 only want to stay in that one spot on their issue. Where Representative Johnson is way more um, concerned about being effective. And 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 you, the thing is, if you don't have any ability to negotiate, to move your position a little bit, to try to get things done, you can't be effective. And so I, I've always found that he has more of a recipe where he tries to be effective, that he'll maybe bend a little bit and he'll let you know how far he can bend uh, to get something accomplished uh, for us, you know, on behalf of the farmers. But like I said, we, we've had a lot of you know, because he's on judiciary and that's where all your immigration issues go, every time we have to work a labor issue, that's the first office you go to. Uh, and, and so you have to play things off of Representative Johnson to see if maybe the approach that we're trying to uh, take is something that's amenable to him if he thinks it's the right way to, uh, to approach it. So, um, but like I said, um, we we have a lot of fanfare for Representative Johnson and our president, Mr. Harper. I just can't. The, he, he has had some of the best conversations where you just sit there and Mr. Harper's at the corner of his desk and he's sitting behind his desk and they're just having the best dialogue. And so it's, it's nice to see that. And that's the kind of uh, person he is. 
We talk about efficacy, but we also have to talk about accessibility. Um, now that he's Speaker of the House, everybody in the country is going to be coming to him. Then you have Majority Leader Steve Scalise, who's down there uh, in the in the first district of Louisiana. He's already been on sort of a national stage, if you will, for a while. Does that make it harder for our members and for you guys to to get in with with them because you have people from other states now who are vying for their attention and vying for their their help on issues. Yes and no. This is going to be. I mean, Brian's done this a lot longer than I. But you know, it's our first speaker in the state of Louisiana. Some of this is uncharted territory for any of us. Uh, but the the reality is is what are you what are you looking to accomplish and to have the the kind of influence that we'll have and and um but we we're trying to be authentic in this whole thing we we're, we're really i don't think plan to change our approach a whole lot he's still going to have a district to answer to and a staff that's going to handle those things and be the fourth congressional office you know for louisiana and want to take care of the folks at home but there is a, a positive side that he's going to obtain a whole lot more staff and just some of those things that come along with being speaker on true access to parts of the building we've never been able to get into and uh events that will probably be included in on but uh i think from what makes Farm Bureau so um, so effective in how we we do things is to be genuine and to just represent farmers and farmers' issues in Louisiana. So the phone calls, Brian and I both, uh, they've already come rolling in from all over the country. You know, wanting to be our best friend now because we might know the Speaker of the House personally. So that's something we're going to have to navigate. But for our members' sake, uh, I you know it's going to be a different. Um, point of access, but I don't think we're going to change our approach too much uh, going forward. Yeah, I, I think it's going to, it's most probably going to limit our personal accessibility yeah, to him of member to member. Uh, I remember one of the first visits I had and he had his schedule was full, but they wanted us to have the meeting. And I remember they said, well, would you mind visiting with him while he's changing into his casual clothes to go home. And so I'm sitting there and he's changing into his golf shirt and all. And we had a great meeting, but that was the only time. But he made himself that accessible that mm -hmm. that that those 20 minutes that he had to pack his bag and all, because at the time he was sleeping in his office and uh, several members were, if you recall, he and Clay Higgins went in at the same time. Mm -hmm. And so you had a lot of that going on where they would go down into the the, the health club part, and they would do their take their showers and the whole bit. So as far as a, a little bit of that accessibility, I'm, I, I see that changing to where uh, he most probably, very possibly, might have been the most accessible member that we had. I know uh, we've had a, a labor issue with our crawfish processors, and he personally has met with those members every time. Every time we've then, whatever, whenever we go up there, he made sure that he met with those members personally. So, you know, uh, will that continue? No, it, it'll be limited. But on the positive side, anything that's going on with the other members of our delegation, I think will get elevated to a certain degree because he's going to make sure that Louisiana issues 
come up for votes, get the the attention they deserve. I mean, I, I've already seen the the group photo of other members of our delegation congratulating him. I, I think we've got a, a really good team up there in, in Washington, D.C. who work well together. Yeah, that benefits Brian and I, and then obviously our organization all the time. We have really unique, you know, individuals that make up our delegation and they all have their expertise and their committees they sit on. And then, I mean, wow, they have the Speaker of the House and the Majority Leader from the same state, you know, that, that's unheard of. So um, we got a great team. It's just a matter of learning these new steps. Completely agree with Brian, this man's time is going to be, you know, his own family will probably have to fight to see him, let alone uh, his Farm Bureau family. But um, if we can keep the team together and, and help be a conduit to the rest of the nation's ag issues, that's great. But at the end of the day, we'll, you know, we'll still take a Louisiana approach and a Louisiana lens. And I think, I think the congressman, when he can, will do that too. I think the part for our members to to see, we get these questions or have about Congressman Scalise in the past. You're not going to see Scalise and you're not going to see Johnson on as many sign-on letters or offering bills or, you know, just those kind of general member items. Uh, they can't do that anymore. They They have to lead from a different point of view and a different scope. So, those metrics that are easy, you know, to calculate for a friend of Farm Bureau award uh, may not be how we, you know, we got to recalibrate. We got to look differently at Mike Johnson now. Uh, it's a totally different ball game, but it's it's a good thing. It's not. It's just trying to help everybody understand where where this is headed, and we're still figuring it out too. So. Well, I'm, I think I know the answer to this question, but uh, I'll let each of y'all answer it uh, on your own. But what do you hope he makes the number one priority going into the speakership? What do you want to see him accomplish now that he's there? Well, I mean, from our standpoint, naturally, the farm bill, you know, we, we would like to see the farm bill not get, you know, bumped another year or something like that. We'd like to see them take it up in January, maybe finish it up in uh, you know February, something like that. Uh, maybe they could finish most of it in December. Uh, but I, I, Andy, I don't know. I mean, I think Farm Bill would be number one. I've got some others on, on the wish list, but that would be number one. Yeah. And I think just to add to that, certainly that's it. But Something he's come out very strongly that I think will help us is to have proper order. It's when you get these thousands of page omnibus bills the night before that they're going to get voted on that's been happening in Congress the last few years that make our lives and our priorities uh, that this organization pushes for very difficult to sift through all that. Um, you can read a thousand pages in a night, Andy? Uh, PDF and control F and find <laughs> keywords is a, is a good function to have. But uh, now just having you know, open procedure. I, I read uh, yesterday, I forget the congressman who quoted it, but uh, he said Congress has been on uh, California time and now we're about to be on Bayou time. And that uh, means extended hours and a little more gritty work schedule than what the House has been under. So uh, from our standpoint, that's a good thing. Uh, more time to, to have to try to work these issues in. Uh, so yeah, we want to get a farm bill done, but having the proper steps to get it done and know what's going to be in it is going to be key. And I think we can get a lot done if we have that opportunity. 
buy you time. I like that. I yeah, like that it, a lot. Forget, it's like out of Ohio or somewhere else that uh, he was he was excited to be on Bayou Time. So uh, we'll see. Well, I think we're about out of Bayou Time. So I want to thank two thirds of the Commodity and Public Policy Department for being here today. Uh, we got four, so we're half. But yeah, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I shouldn't leave team, out Jessica. Uh, I gosh darn it, yeah, I shouldn't but leave Madison's out Jessica. Up, uh, learning about poultry, from what I understand. So. Um, but yeah, we're all we're all working to get farm bill done, and glad yeah. to have Mike Johnson uh, at the helm. Yeah, like I said, I think our visits will kind of be similar. A few years ago, we had a group of guys working wetland mitigation, a bunch of young farmers, few of them that had been put out of business by wetland mitigation, and we had a meeting with Steve Scalise. And I still remember we had exactly 15 minutes to visit with him. The sergeant at arms brought you in, sat you down, put his hand on your shoulder when the 15 minutes were up. You got up and exited, and I think most probably that'll be the same type of an agenda uh, that his meeting schedule will be carved out into 15-minute increments. Well, I have a feeling that uh, Jessica's going to be the sergeant at arms who comes and pulls me out of here because I forgot to include her in there. Gosh, darn it. It's all good. I don't think she'd want to be on the podcast anyway. She barely wanted to get on a video for Carl. So <laughs> she'll be no all problem. right. Well, thank you all so much for joining me today, and uh, hopefully you enjoyed listening to this podcast. Thank you, Avery, Andy, and Brian, for that conversation. If you want to learn more about Congressman Johnson, we have links in the show notes. If you'd like to learn more about the work that Louisiana Farm Bureau is doing on the Farm Bill and other important policy issues, we will also have links to updates on some of those issues in the show notes. Again, thanks, Andy, Avery, and Brian. We hope to see you again right here next week on the Louisiana Farm Bureau podcast.